Welcome back in to the Friendly Shake on Sports Podcast, where we are once again talking about playoff baseball. The wild card round's over after everyone got swept 2-0, and the second round is partway through. Games are going on right now, and we're here with our baseball guy, Hassan, who's going to walk us through how those first round series went and how these current series are playing out, and how he's feeling about his bracket, which is honestly still perfect right now, isn't it, Hassan? You should have put money Woo-hoo! on this shit. Yeah, I really should have put money on this. I am upset. Every year I do a playoff bracket, and the one year we do a podcast, I don't officially do. I could have won some World Series tickets, man, if I had a, this. Yeah, I went 4-4 four and four on my wild card picks. I had the Rangers winning, the Twins winning, the D-Bag. I was a little shocked that they all ended in two games. I'm not shocked that those teams won because they were the better. The Rangers had the better offense and better pitching matchups than the Rays. The Rays were kind of slowly making it there, even though that they won 99 games. They just weren't the same juggernaut of a team they were early. Twins being the Blue Jays, that was my touch-up game that was going to go three games, not two. But overall, I thought the Twins were going to win because they had better pitching than the Blue Jays. Granted, the Blue Jays were more top-heavy with the better. D-backs over the Brewers, I picked this one. I figured that were the better team overall. Yeah. Sorry for your brew crew, but... It's okay. It happens. Thankfully, I'm not a diehard fan, but I'm sad. It was just shocking that their pitching did. No, I figured the games would be really close, and the D-backs just went in smack. Well, we talked about it. We had the D-backs making it. What's NLCS? that round called? NLCS? Yeah, the NLDS and ALDS are the divisional series. The ALCS and NLCS are the... Con- I just didn't want to get it wrong. Or the championship the series, thing. yeah. Yep. Good. And then the last one of the Phillies over the Marlins. The Phillies were the better team. Marlins made it in almost last playoff. And they were a good team. They had some solid hitters, but the Phillies just had more star power and pitch. But because of the way the wild card games went, it did mess up some teams' pitch schedule for the first couple games. And just to start off, we're just going to go right into the Rangers and Orioles games. They're playing right now. They are. Um, right now, the Rangers are leading 2 nothing. Now, I think I mentioned it before. I did see this going at least four games, like four or five games. I don't think you had anyone getting swept in the second No, I did not. And uh, Orioles are about to get swept. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny because the AO East was the best team in base, best division in baseball. All four out of the five teams had above 500 records. Three of the five made the playoffs. And if the Orioles don't win tonight, all three AL East teams that got in. Got oh boy. It would be hilarious. And as a Yankees fan, I don't want any of the AL East team AL win. Granted, the Orioles say, was just... my one dark horse that only because it's the Orioles and they've had so much shitty bad luck over the years to see them finally get good is good for baseball. I agree. It shows that, you know, just because a team sucks for a while, if they get the right people in, get the right <clears throat> scouts, analysis, good front office, you can turn things around. Well, it really just goes to show you how much a fluke every single team in that division is, especially the Yankees. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> Our fluke was not making it. I would take that for a heartbeat because, you know I'm what? I'm just ripping on I you. Know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Rangers making it in was a little was not a shocker. They spent so much money that if they didn't make it this year, it would have been a win. Yeah. And it's even funnier because Scherzer and DeGrom are not on this playoff roster. They're both hurt. Scherzer might make it back if they make it to the World Series, but Jerome's out with Tommy John, sir. And just to go over a little bit more, we're going to dive into Game 1, Game 2, and maybe do a live look-in for Game 3 since right now I think I it's 6-0. Right it's 6-1 right now. 6-1, okay. Well, just to go over Game 1, Texas won that Game 3-2. Um, they won it off surprisingly their pitching and bull they had some big question marks in their bullpen and chapman leclerc i forget who their seventh inning man was but they did their job they won the game they got some timely hit and they shut out their opponent i mean their first three games they didn't give up and they're all road massively impressed because you don't have your home crowd you have no advantage really you're not playing in the ballpark where you have more chances to hit home runs or hit hits based on your ballpark and they swept the first three games didn't give up any runs. now the second game went a different way that was that's one game i probably would have actually 
like to have seen, just as someone who's not the big baseball guy between the two of us. But when you see a score going 11 to 8, and you're like, okay, there's a lot of hitting in this one. I'm down to watch it. Oh, yeah. If you love offense, this was the game to watch. With baseball, I need hits. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, pitching duels, this is an outlier for the playoffs, though. Normally, games don't go 11-8 or 10-7 or something like that because the pitching is supposed to be so good. But in the case of these two teams, their pitching isn't very good. Yes, they have some good pitchers. I mean, the Rangers, I think, have a little bit of a better knot in the pitching department, but it's not by And in this game, I would say the Orioles shot themselves in the foot from the very beginning. Well, yeah, they gave up the most runs ever in postseason history. With for the, the Orioles. Orioles the postseason Ori- history. Oh, sorry. Orioles yeah. postseason history. My apologies. Yeah, yeah with 11. Yep, and they yeah, it was 11 runs, and they also gave up 11 walks, which also tied an Orioles God. record for post. And you're not going to win games if you give up that many walks. Sooner or later, guys are going to get on base. Guys getting on base is already an issue. You give up 11 walks, and Corey Seager had five of those 11 his on his own. That's an MLB record. That's insane. Yeah, so, I mean, they already shot themselves in the foot. And the fact that they were able to claw back in, and it's because of freaking Aaron Hicks. <laughs> I am sorry, but that guy is a bum for the Yankees. And then he Here comes is, the Yankee rage. <laughs> Yeah, and we then, didn't alarm course, for this shit. <laughs> he is the one that gets a three-run homer <coughs> and gets five RBIs for the Orioles. Sorry, it just annoys me that that bump. How many times were you pissed off last time we talked about baseball? Like, I- I'm getting an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't get pissed off that much. It was like six times last podcast. Yeah, where well, you were like, the Yankees, he played for us, he sucked. Yeah, because we got rid of a lot of players and they went to playoff teams, which is good for them. I'm, I'm glad I'm they had a chance to make the playoffs. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was just I'm upset sorry. when I saw that because, you know, the guy was a bum. He even gave up on us in a game that I went to. Like, he literally didn't see the fly ball, dropped it, didn't pick it up, and then the Astros scored three runs on we us. We have a podcast. Tell him to give you a reason. He's a baseball player. should have player. done that. <laughs> but outside of that, uh, it was actually the fact that the Orioles came back is impressive, and it also shows the weakness of the Rangers kind of creeping in there just a little bit that their bullpen blew it but to say it again the Orioles also had some great players making some great I mean Gunnar Henderson is probably gonna win the rookie of the year he hit his first career playoff home run and he became the youngest Oriole to do that auto which is pretty impressive since Manny was like I would say ring of honor level for the Orioles yeah I was gonna say I remember him playing for the Orioles when he was there early he went to the Dodgers and he beat the Brewers a couple of times now I don't like the man but I mean the Padres yeah he's chilling in San Diego he's a millionaire he's fine yeah Mitch Garver another stud player he had a grand slam in the third inning it's actually his first career postseason homer and it's only the second grand Rangers history oh damn that's pretty special yeah that's really special and just to go off for Gunnar Henderson I, I forget the guy that picked up his baseball that won it, uh, that got his baseball in the outstands, in the stands. But he's actually one of the most hated fans to ever get a baseball. He's, he's caught over 95 baseballs. How do you even do that? I don't know. He's just got a magnet or something. So many over his time going to baseball. I mean, good for him. Yeah, no, he, I think he caught A-Rod's famous, one of A-Rod's famous home runs and did give it back to him or something like that. What? There's a lot of um, animosity with that guy. Well, I know we were talking about last game being 11-8, to and right now the score is 7-1. to Texas Rangers up bottom of the sixth, so maybe we'll see another game where Orioles might come charging back. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a late run. That bullpen is kind of an issue. Who's the pitcher right now for them? Uh, let's see. I want to say it's... I know it's not Chapman. Evaldi's still in. Evaldi's still in? Wow. Well, at least for the Rangers. That's what I'm talking about, for the Rangers, yeah. yeah. He's pitched all six innings, five yeah. hits, one error, five strikeouts. Yeah, I actually have some notes on no him walks. about this game going in, but yeah. I'll get to those later on. Um, just also want to briefly mention that the Rangers general, between Mitch Garver, Ardolis Garcia, Corey Seager, there's a lot of all-stars on this team that I don't think people realize that are there, and <coughs> because of that, they're not going to get If their pitching was just a tad bit better, I would actually put them for a World Series for the American. Yeah. 
but because of that, I can't 100% put them over the Astros right now. Um, Sounds like they just know what their issue is for next season, at least. But I mean, well, their pitching's great. If they if Scherzer and Degrom are healthy, yeah. they would be the best team in baseball. That oh yeah, you're right. That does. Stink. It's because they don't have those two guys that they have to rely on Nate Baldy, which is a great postseason pitcher in its own mm. right. But it does put a little bit of a hankering on how far they can go. Yeah, because great pitching will always negate great. It's just a comp- yeah. And then just some fun facts to go over before we get into game three and the players to look out for. The Orioles have actually lost seven consecutive playoff games since 2014 AO. So they have they made the playoffs again in 2016, but they never won. And they're about to be swept again. <laughs> and then if the Rangers win tonight, it'll only be their third time making the ALCS and the first time since 2011. You know, if the Rangers lose tonight, they're going to give you a call. Yeah, probably. I'll give I them your them. number. I curse them. <laughs> I curse I'd them. love to see that. That'd I wouldn't funny. mind the series going five games. It would be great for baseball just because these are two high... <laughs> fine offenses and they've got a lot of stars on both sides but the Orioles are still a very young team and this is a kind of a playoff exposure for them especially when you win 100 games after winning on 80 last year then making it to the ALDS was a win in its own right yeah if you've never been to Camden Yards I recommend you go it's actually one of my favorite baseball stadiums to visit which one is it Camden Yards the Orioles stadium in oh, Baltimore yeah no I've heard good things about it's one of my of favorite stadiums to go to it's a very family oriented stadium yeah Great seats, great food, and it's actually not expensive to go there. I keep getting told to go. Pittsburgh is another great yeah. one. Philadelphia is a great one, too. I'm staying away from Philadelphia. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I understand why. But, yeah, Pittsburgh is another one. My dad used to go to the games all the time when they were at Three Rivers with my grandfather yeah. when we was, when they used to live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but Camden Yards, I mean, that's why I can't totally hate the Orioles because of how much bad luck they've had. Yeah. And their fans are some of the best. They sell out even when... Yeah, that's true. I have heard good things about their baseball team. Yeah. One more thing I want to talk about Pittsburgh. Do you know my favorite pizza places up in Pittsburgh? No. It's a weird thing to like. Yeah. They're, mo- they're known for their sandwiches, so yeah, pizza yeah. there is a little weird. Squirrel Hill. I can't remember the name of it exactly. Bet my dad. No, I'm very cu- curious about it now because obviously a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But it, it was so good. There was like a rival pizza place up there. Oh, and I got to be honest, I don't eat a lot. And the first time I ate there, I, the people I was with, they bought me two, so I didn't eat a lot. <laughs> I scarfed that down right away. The second time I went up there, they bought like two, three large pies and a bunch of wings. I had like close to a, a foodie town. pizza. It's a foodie. It is. And like, don't get me wrong, I like pierogies a little bit, but like there's other things I like more than pierogies. Pierogies I think are a little overrated. There's nice. another thing up there, I can't remember what it's called, it's like freaking Polish pasta. But the pizza's good, the food's pretty good. Pierogies are a little overrated, but that's fine. I'll take the hate that comes with me saying that. <laughs> but no, it's definitely got some good food up there, and maybe I'll go up there and go watch a baseball game sometime, because I keep getting told to do it. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about Baltimore. I went on oh, no, you're a little good. bit of a tangent there. No worries. Talking about good pizza? Can't, mm-hmm. can't go wrong with that. It's so Good. Uh, what I was going to say for game three is look out for some players. Gunnar Henderson, he's probably going to win rookie of the year, AL rookie of the year. He was hitting 375 in the playoffs right now. I know it's only two or three games, but that's still really good. He's got the RBI form this game. I figured, yeah. I was yeah, about to ask. I bet three. he's the one that's doing it. Yeah. His average is probably like 420. <laughs> that's a good number to land on. <laughs> 420. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, he's having a good game. Yeah, Austin Hayes is another guy. He's sitting 429. And then Adley Rushman, which is technically the star of that team, the face of the franchise, he's actually hitting kind of slow right now. He's only hitting 125 last I looked. I don't know if he's done anything this game. Can you look? No. Rushman and both him and Hayes have not done anything. Hayes has only had two at-bats, but Rushman has had three. He has... Is his average down to like 100 at-bat? Uh, it doesn't say... 
Uh, okay. Well, um, outside that, Cedric Mullins also does not have a hit yet. Yeah, no, not a lot of guys have hits for yeah. this team. It's really just Westberg, O'Hearn, and, then, and Santander outside of Gunnar Henderson. Okay. And then the pitcher for them tonight was making his first career postseason start, Dean Kramer. It he looks actually like pitched it. for Team Israel in the World Base. Oh, really? Yeah, so I know he's had a lot of other things going on in his mind since he still has family in Israel. Yeah, but I was actually going to say that. Oh. It's kind of a tough time for him, and for the fact that he's making this start tonight. They might have pulled, should have pulled him. Yeah, it, he pitched just over an inning. I mean, in this season, tough. regular season, he was 13-5 and five with a 4-12 ERA. Yeah. So, like I said, Baltimore pitchers aren't known for you know, keeping the ball arc. Yeah. Especially since they cheated and made that state. They actually changed the dimension of their stadium just because the Yankees were in there. Really? They actually did. So what they did is That's on funny. left field, uh-huh. they moved the wall back 20. So if you ever see the stadium, it's right across normal, and then the left field it's wall just a is pushed wall in. Push. It's like they made a stadium in MLB The Show and just <laughs> extended one section back 25 feet. That's kind of funny. And they did it because <laughs> we were hitting too, much, too many home runs there. It was just us and the Blue Jays, mm. and I think they changed that. And now the Orioles hitters hate that. Well, you're, yeah, because sure. their hitters are saying now instead of getting home runs, they're getting doubles. Like, you need to literally hit it 480 or farther yeah. to be at a home run. That's because they're good now. Yeah, and they're pissed off. Back when they were the best, they weren't getting the home runs. Now oh, yeah. They're one of the better ones. I'm sure Gunnar Henderson probably isn't too happy. Oh, yeah, him that. and Rushman are both not. Rushman's a switch hitter, but obviously he doesn't want to have any home runs taken away from him. That's too funny. Yeah. I, need, I need to definitely go there and just oh, yeah, take a look pretty at the funny. stadium. I'll, I'll definitely. Let me just take get a picture of that. It's a- and then quickly, I'm going to go over the game three players to look out for for the for the uh, Rangers. I know the game's going on, but he's pitching amazing. One three five ERA last game. Only gave up six hits, four eight Ks, no walks. Two. Yeah, six strikeouts. Yeah, he was something else. He's actually come back from I think two Tommy John surgeries or three Tommy John surgeries Damn. because he was originally a Yankee, and then we dropped him. And he had two Tommy John surgeries. He went for the Rays, I think, the Pirates. Really had a career resurgence with the Red Sox in 2018, where he helped win a World Series for yeah. them, and then came down to the Rangers this and it became a face he's become a good solid anchor for them along with Jordan Montgomery though next year is gonna be good oh yeah he's been in the league for a very but obviously they're about to win I think not trying to curse them or anything but at 7-1 it's safe to say I think the Rangers are gonna go the ALCS for the third I'll be ruining them on big it's only been the three times yep that's pretty great yeah damn now I'm kind of sad that DeGrom and Scherzer aren't here because oh my god well Scherzer might make it for the world yeah that'd be a nice little thing all right next game twins at Astros yeah the first two games kind of went like I thought they did beat them bad in the first game and then the twins in game two they came with a roaring vengeance game three the astros destroyed them nine to two wait oh, let me see yep I'm curious about that as well go yeah. ahead go over game one verlander i don't think there's much to say about this guy he's a hall of famer first ballot did his usual postseason self six inning no runs six k couple hits i would say the bullpen faltered a little bit hector naris gave up four runs and two-thirds of an inning made it a close game five to four but the twins don't have the firepower really to match up with some of these pitching they're very top heavy where they're relying carlos correa Kepler and I think a few other decent players, but they don't have the ability to really handle this Astro. And to talk about this Astro, I hate their guts because of their cheating ways and they cheated us out. Yes, you can sound the alarm again. But Jose Altuve, this guy, I hate his guts. And I used to respect him a lot before all the cheating stuff came out. He is now second all-time in MLB post. The only person ahead of him is Manny, Marie, Manny Ramirez at 29. And it's kind of crazy because he's only five foot eight. I, mean, I know he's got 2,000 hits in his career. Depending on how the cheating scandal looks, he might be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to put him in the Hall of Fame because I think he cheated was worse than the guys that use steroids in my book. Since they use technology and other means to gain an advantage. I kind of agree, especially since the rules allowed for steroids back then. Yeah. It's just tougher to... Technology, though, is a lot different because if you know a fastball 
is coming, you know how to hit it. Yeah. If you know how a slider is coming, you know when to watch, watch out for the break. You got steroids, you're still working on your God-given talent. It's just being enhanced. Yeah. There are plenty of people that use steroids and they weren't good. Yeah. But we'll divulge off that another day. And then just to name a couple other people he's passed. He's passed Bernie Williams in home runs, Derek Jeter, Albert Poulos. I mean, these guys had amazing playoff seasons, and they were in the playoff all the time. Yeah. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah. Mickey yeah. Mantle, Reggie Jackson, yep. those guys. Yeah, there's a lot of big names here, even if, like, And he's not... number two on the list, and I think, fortunately, he might be the all-time postseason Altuve in a couple years if they keep making the postseason, because he's only 31. He's five away, and he might actually hit five this postseason. 33, but still. Yeah, he's still got a chance. Five, he's got six years left. Especially yeah. with the more games added in the postseason now than there were before with the extra wild card Huge games and everything opportunities, else. yeah. Yeah. And they're... You're right. They did one today. They won 9-1. Yeah. So they got a big opportunity. He had to another extend. home run today. No, I don't think he did that. I think he's a... No, no, no. He, uh, Altuve, he had a hit, but he didn't have a home okay. run. Okay, never mind. Bregman had two. Or, sorry, Bregman had a home run. Uh, Alvarez had a home run. Jose Abreu had a big day. Abreu, yeah. And he had a very slow start to yeah. the season. Like, they spent a lot of money on him, and it's finally starting to pay dividends now. There was a lot of guys, though, that showed up for them today. I think oh, it's yeah. going to result. I, I know that the series is still going on. They're only up 2-1, to one, but you just look at this team from today. Jose Altuve, you're sitting here raving about him, and he was, like, the fifth or sixth best guy on the day. Bregman with two RBIs, a home run, two runs, or two, uh, two hits. Jordan Alvarez, three for five. Another, yeah. And I've got other notes about Kyle Tucker. Yeah, and Kyle Tucker's another Jose stud. Abreu, and then, yeah. like, even guys like Jeremy Pena did well. Well, and Mauricio Dubon went two for five. He didn't really get anyone home, but like he's hitting the ball twice. Same with yeah. Martin Maldonado. This whole roster is just freaking stacked right it now. It reminds me of the 90s and 2000 Yankees, early 2000 Red Sox, where they just had stars everywhere. Yeah, they had a good day. Yeah. Just to move to game two to go over that real quick. This was the twin. Yeah. Former Astro Carlos Correa came in with a vengeance. He basically put the team on his back. He had three for four with two doubles, a single, a walk, and three RBI. <laughs> Fun fact on him, I also hate his guts because of the cheating ways, but <laughs> he actually passed Derek Jeter and David Ortiz for most postseason RBIs, is now third all time, only buying David Justice. He's tied with 63 with him. And then the two people ahead of him, is Manny Ramirez at 78 and Bernie Williams. And he's probably going to break that soon, too. I mean, I don't know. Probably not this year, but if Correa makes the playoffs a couple more years, he could probably break that. He's only 15 away. Yeah, how old is he, do you know? Uh, he's 29, I think. Yeah, so he's, he's young. He's quite a long time. He's, yeah. Injuries kind of derailed him a little bit the last couple of years, but... Yeah. At one point, they were talking about him being like one of these star shortstops. I think he's still up there. He made he's making a lot of money this year. He's being paid like an all star. I don't watch him on a regular basis, but yeah, he's one of the kind of record. I mean, I watch sports. Like yeah. I know these names, and he's one of the names that is. Fin- yeah, he had a he actually had a very funny off season that we'll mention later. Uh, where he was going to sign with the Mets for $350 million, didn't get that, then went to the Giants for $300 million, didn't get that because of two failed physicals, and then finally went back to the Twins for like 200 I think. Poor guy. Yeah, I know, right. Million. Something like that, but he lost like $350 million because of a failed physical. Twice. In the span of a So it was kind of hilarious how that happened. Just, I, mean, I guess, if you know you're going to get 200 million, million uh, I don't know. Maybe he's Well, the Giants originally man. said it, then he didn't take it. Well, he didn't have much of a choice because the physicals failed him. So he had to go back to the Twins and take that deal, or he was going to get almost nothing. Dude's got to get hundreds of millions of dollars anyway. I'm good. And he's playing for a better market in the Twins where he's got. Minnesota teams can go fuck them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to mention the pitching for uh, game two, that was Pablo Lopez. That's the Twins pitching we've noticed that. 
that we wanted to see. Yeah. Where he had seven shutout innings. He only gave up one hit, uh, one walk, seven Ks. I'm sorry, six hit, one walk, seven Ks. And then rookie Royce Lewis continued his hot hitting postseason with the one for four at bat. But overall, that was Carlos Correa that won him that. And then Frankie Valdez on the opposite side of the Astros, he did not do very well. He gave up those five hits. He gave up those five runs, seven hits, a couple walks, a couple Ks. The bullpen was a bot, which is kind of a weakness of the Astros. I think this year it's not as good as previous years. And that's but what they did is they only shut down they gave up only one run out as left no. but i don't know how much that says because this is the twins offense that relies so much on a few players that you could get into avenues where you're just melting. yeah it's like if you just get hot yeah like anything else you can get carried by a few guys that's all you need yeah and then jordan alvarez he continued to rake he hit another postseason home run that's his second at the time so i think uh you know team is stacked to probably play against the Rangers. Like we just mentioned, game three, Sonny Gray is the ace of the Twins staff this year. Yeah. He had a 249 ERA. I know he only went 8-8, eight and eight, but that's really because the Twins' offense is being so bad. Yeah. Or kind of sporadic, I want to say. So this was the game that if the Twins won, they would have made it a 5. Yeah. But the fact that they shelled Sonny Gray, there's not a lot of hope for them to win. Yeah, you're taking them in four, essentially. I'm going to take, I mean, that's what I said originally. Yeah. I said the Twins were going to lose in four. I figured yeah. they would win one of those games between Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray starts. Mm. If they won both, that would have been amazing. That would have been a huge advantage. Yeah. yeah. Because then you're guaranteeing at least five games. But I think the Twins are in the back against the wall. Would it shock me if they won tomorrow? Yeah, it would shock me a little bit. Just because I don't see anybody else doing stuff outside of Correa and Kepler. Fair. Yeah. What's the third one? Phillies and Braves? Uh, yeah, we're going to go Phillies-Braves. That's your favorite Actually, win, um, right? before we go to Phillies-Braves, I want to give a couple other notes on Christian Javier oh, who's, for yeah. the Astros that pitched today. So this is his first postseason start this year, and he had a very weird season where he finished 10-5, and but he had a 4.56 ERA. It seems kind of high. It was very high, but his K-to-walk ratio is 156 <laughs> to 62, which are decent numbers. You would want those walks in the 40s for, like, the really good pitchers. What's kind of the ratio like? Is it a 3-to-1 ratio? You want 3-to-1. Well, it's the really, really good shy. pitchers are sometimes 4-to-1. Like, right. Garrett Cole and Kershaw are 4-to-1 a lot. No, he's, he's a little He's 2-to-1. He's not bad. I mean, 4.5 ERA, that's kind of high, but Houston also plays in a hitter's park. Yeah. Uh, biggest thing that kind of worried them is the fact that his last couple games, he went one and three with almost a five year. So, and it's really shocking because last year in the postseason, mm -hmm. he was, he got, okay, this is only his third. He made two career postseason starts last, right? And in both of them, he went 2-0 and with a .71 year. That's pretty terrible. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> he only allowed two hits and one run his entire postseason wow. last year when he pitched. And he pitched a couple games in the bullpen as well, which is why in 15 career postseason games, he's 4-1 and with a 2.2 year and 32. So this start for Javier was big for him because he is one of those guys that really shines when it matters most, I think. And the regular season numbers didn't reflect that because there was some rumor that he might not actually start game three. They might push him back to game four just because they didn't know what kind of high year they're gonna get yeah so i just want to mention that because he played amazing today i think he what, won seven uh i can't remember exactly uh today went he went five okay five innings but i mean he had nine strikers yeah so that meant, that increased his pitch count probably a little bit getting nine k's he probably finished with like 100 pitches that is a lot oh yeah that's three full innings oh yeah and that's the twins lineup where i was mentioning that you can get into lane where you're just mowing them down because they don't have the yeah. offensive capability to win you game so i think tomorrow i think you know it's gonna be a ranger astros alcs battle of texas fair uh, it's I gonna think be a pretty interesting Gonna Texas fans are going to be happy anyway. for that because the Cowboys aren't anything for them to be for right now. Oh we'll talk about yeah, we, that. We next got an NFL one. Episode, yeah.
So let's get to the NLDS, where I think the matchups are much more fun to watch. Right. You've got probably the best matchup in the Phillies and the Braves. And honestly, I would have actually taken this for the NLCS. Because the Phillies Braves, they've got animosity against each other. They're division opponents. Last year, the Phillies came out of nowhere and made a World Series run and made it sick. And then this year, they're facing them again. The Braves were the favorite to win it all, winning 100-plus games. Having Ronald Acuna Jr., well, Freddie Freeman, I mean, Matt Olson. The Phillies kind of came out hot they did. in this series against a team they hate. They did. And the Braves played bad. They had some miscues. The Phillies actually only scored one actual run on Bryce Harper. Yeah. Of course it's Bryce Harper since, you know, he's the king of clutch hits. And I don't think we talk enough about what Harper really has done in his career. Like, we kind of put him down to other players. Like, I think he's sometimes underrated. Yeah, he gets compared to greats. And, uh, I mean, maybe not necessarily in a positive look. So he probably gets a lot of negative attention. From me, too. Watching him, I kind of like to, you know, poke him a little bit, poke fun at him. But never do it in person. Yeah. He's one of the nicest guys in the league, too. But it is interesting to see how people don't give him the same pedigree as they gave Aaron Judge or Mookie Betts or yeah. Mike Trout. And sometimes I think Bryce Harper falls into that situation because he's compared to Mike Trout much because they came in the league around the same time. And Bryce Harper was the one that was in the front of Sports Illustrated on all these ESPN the Magazine covers at 16 saying he's going to take the baseball world by storm. Yeah. And he did. When he was with the Nationals, he got him to the playoffs. He got hurt, but, you know, he made it to the playoffs with Strasburg. And he's doing it again with the Phillies. Did he win the World Series? No, the ironically, the year he left the Nationals was the year oh, the Nationals won the World sucks. Series. In 2019. Yeah. So, and the Phillies had one of their worst years that year. They fired Joe Girardi, I think, middle of the season that year. Well, no, I mean, he's, he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. Oh, yeah. I think he's yeah. already got 300 career home runs. He's got two MVPs, I think. Good Lord, I didn't know that. That's yeah. insane. He's, he's a talented player. Oh, yeah, and his postseason numbers are ridiculous. The clutch situation mm. always count him to make a hit. And that's exactly what he did on game one. He got a home run for them. Stadium goes wild. He yeah. shows some emphatic joy. He is one of those guys you want to watch in the yeah. playoffs. I'm, I'm sure he's probably going to get 1,000 RBIs in his career, too. I think very close to that. He's a close. To 900 right yeah. now. Yeah. So, oh, like he'll that. definitely get a thousand then. Yeah. yeah. He's got, dude, he's not old. And then the other side, the Braves, Spencer Strider's the ace of the Braves staff. And he did his best to hold off the, uh, hold off the Philly. And he did a good job. Outside of that Harper home run, he gave up only one earned run. But unfortunately, the defensive miscues held him back. And one error was on him. Another one was catcher's interference. And next thing you know, it's three nothing. Yeah. Strider did have yeah. only two walks. One. Yep. When you have eight strikeouts and five hits in seven innings, that's a, that's an amazing game. Yeah. That's, that's a really, really yeah. solid game. Uh, it's just like you said, you have that issue, and then Bryce Harper hits a nice little homer. Yep. All of a sudden, you find yourself in a hole if your team isn't hitting well, and they weren't hitting well. No, they were not. I mean, Acuna does not have a hit yet no. in the playoffs, which is a little shocking. I think Matt Olson doesn't have a home run yet. He might have a hit. They started off slow, yeah. but then game two happened. And game two yeah, they on came Monday back. If you were watching an exciting baseball game, this was the game to watch. So the Phillies came out high tail and got a four nothing lead early in the fifth inning. But then every but then the Braves showed why they're the Braves. They came back and scored a run in the sixth, two runs in the seventh, two runs in the eighth, made it a 5-4 game. Yeah. And just like that, that stadium was going crazy, especially that second home run that was hit by, uh, I think it was Travis Darnot hit this home run, or Austin Rowley also hit. But when those home runs were hit, man, that changed the dynamic of that stadium of the series. Because that's like a momentum-building thing. And then to top it off, the way the top of the ninth played out was ridiculous. What happened? So Harper was on first base, right? So it's top of the ninth, one out. Harper on first. Castellano comes up. He was having a great game. He's going two for three. He hits a rocket 
to center right. And Michael Harris, the center fielder for the Braves, leaps up, catches it at the wall. Harper is running because he thinks it's a hit. He goes from first to second, doesn't tag. Harris throws it back to first, gets Harper out, and the game's over. Oh, that's heart crushing. It's heart crushing, yeah, but fun. if you ever see the highlight on YouTube or MLB.com, that place was like... Oh, I'm sure. I don't think baseball gets enough credit for how loud their stadiums are. Well, yeah, their fans, especially in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. The baseball fans are there. It's not like people like me walking around just Well, you'll get a lot of those, too, attention. especially for the Braves and the big city teams. Yeah. You'll get those casual fans there, but man... The majority of it, I think, that is That is like a baseball. college football atmosphere. Yeah. I've been to some Yankee playoff games, and you can't hear anything around. It's that. Yeah. So that was a hell of a game ending for them. And it really changes the momentum going forward, I think. It does put it back in the Braves' pocket. Yes, they're going to Philly for the next two games, but you got to be thinking the Phillies lost this game. Like, you can say what you want, that you're going to put it behind you, but it's a huge it loss. puts that mentality that this is the Braves week where they can kind of come out. They had six players with 30-plus home runs or something. I don't, I don't think the Phillies are going to feel like that at all. I think they're going to sit there and go, listen, guys, we just went to arguably the best baseball team in the MLB. We took the first game by shutting them out, and they barely squeaked out a game win two. I, if I'm the Phillies, I'm feeling very... After that, you're going to the Braves and won them, and you almost 2 0 Yeah. No, I think you're right on that. And you got Aaron Nola, which is the ace of that team for the Phillies, going to pitch game three in Philadelphia. You got some things to be happy for. And we obviously didn't mention this when I was doing my last week because we were only talking about the wild card. But the Braves do have some question marks at pitching. I mean, Max Fried did not have a good game. He's technically their number two pitcher behind Spencer Strider. So it is going to be interesting to see who they put for game three because they haven't announced the game three starter last time I looked. Right. So I think that's going to be something to watch out for is how the Braves kind of handle their pitching situation because Charlie Morton's not playing for them. He's out. And that was another big playoff pitcher that they missed. Just a quick update on Texans-Orioles game. Uh, Ivaldi finally got pulled after seven innings. Eraldis Chapman is in. And he's got one strikeout, but is also allowed. Oh, that's Chapman for you. Be ready so, for the home run that he gives up. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's the top of the eighth right now. The okay. score is still seven to one. But let's get back into the games that we're talking about here. Yeah. Braves-Phillies. Uh, to go back to that game, the last thing I'll mention is the fact that this has kind of been Travis Darno's series. He's one of the catchers for the Braves, and during the season, it was actually rumored that they might trade him because the Phillies got Sean Murphy from the A's, who's another all-star level catcher, and they also had Wilson Contreras at one point as well. And it's just kind of surprising that they actually kept him. They extended him until 2025, and he's arguably one of the best offensive catchers and defensive catchers. And to put some numbers to that, when he hit a home run today, he is now in the top five of most by a uh, catcher. I think it's a uh, uh, Jorge Posada's on that list, number one with 11. I can't remember who else is on the list off my head, but it is impressive. I think it kind of goes unsung with how he is there on that list with 10 home runs. He's kind of like, I think he's only like 30. Not that this is in the postseason? Postseason home runs by catchers. Yeah, no, uh, catcher Travis Arnold moves up playoff leaderboard. Yeah. Yes, it's the first thing that pops up. When you look up his yep. name. Yeah, I know Jorge Posada's got 11. I want to say, I can't remember <laughs> the list off my head. One of them is like one of the best catchers ever in Johnny baseball. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench, yeah. he had 10. And I think he tied Johnny him. Johnny Bench. Yep. Now I get that reference from uh, Archer. I don't know if you've ever seen that I've show. I've seen a couple episodes. Oh, my God. The one-liners and that are the best one-liners oh, I in any it. TV show of all time. I need to start. I actually just started rewatching it, too. Before we hop into the uh, my favorite series, it's going. <laughs> that that show, it, the adult animated series, man, it's so freaking funny. Oh, just it's the great. insults and just the random bull crap they say. And the references, I understand so few because they go so deep. But anyway, I digress. Back? Oh, no, you're good. Do you want to go into, well, I guess, who, who do you think is going to win uh, game three? Obviously, I think Philadelphia has a I little bit Phil, of momentum. Well, I think Braves actually have the momentum going in because they stole this. Aaron Nola is going to give him something. I 
really want to see Acuna and Olsen and some of these other guys for the uh, Braves I think, I, pick I mean, it up a little bit. The fact that Acuna does do other stuff. He has a stolen base. He's got a couple runs. So mm -hmm. he's doing stuff in the base pads. He's playing great defense. So similar to other sports, you don't always have to be the guy that scores. Yeah. But Acuna is a table set. He lit the league in weed-off home runs. And the fact he has no hits right now is a little shocking. And a little worrisome because the Phillies pitching is good, but it's not that good. That's what I think. You're saying all this stuff. And that's why I think the Phillies have the momentum. I could yeah. actually see this being an upset because they're in Philadelphia the next two games. That stadium should sure, be so loud. Yeah. And I'm sure both teams think they have the momentum, mm -hmm. but like realistically, when you do look at it, Philly has absolutely no cause for concern. Oh, yeah. I think um, this, like I said, this is going to go five. And yeah. it's such a head flip of a coin of we're going to win. If I had to put money on it, I still got to pick the break. That's fair. Because I, they're, they've got so many players on that that it's hard for me to bet. They're the best team in baseball. They were. Yeah. And that's my they, were my, they were my World Series pick. Yeah. And it's not for a light of choice. I think they were probably 95% of MLB players. Yeah. I mean, they were that good this year. And they're building a diamond. Yeah, they're they're really good franchise right now. And they'll mm -hmm. be back there in future seasons, too, oh, yeah. no matter Easily. the outcome of this they've year. They've locked up all their players for the next six, seven years on these great contracts. Like, Acuna's only making six years $100 million or something yeah. for how good he is. They locked him up so early. They got Matt Olson locked up. They got all these guys. Travis Darno, I mentioned earlier, Austin Riley. They're set for the next couple years. Yeah, they're real good baseball team mm -hmm. that's for sure i mean they've been a really good baseball years now at this point they won a world series in 2021 without it yeah. when they retooled that entire team they got all these players and it all made work and now you're seeing the fruits of that now with some of the trades they've made and yes they fleece some teams big time but you know that's the name that's of the game, the game yeah. yep. <laughs> let's go to uh do you want to go to the last series oh yeah i let's... think that's my uh, favorite one because the team down to nothing is one team i actively root against <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> they've ended our season too many times when yeah. we're good yeah so it's a deep at Dodgers. I mean, I think I've mentioned this team a lot in the last couple episodes we've done for baseball that I've, I'm a huge Corbin Carroll fan. And I said if the Diamondbacks make it in, watch out. Because He's a secret D-backs fan. I like good players, man. And He's Corbin a, Carroll. He loves the D-backs. Hey, man. I mean, no this team No loyalty is with this man. He's got three favorite hockey teams, two favorite baseball teams. Uh -huh. okay. you I'm know starting what? to question his Steeler fandom. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Let's just drop that before uh, we uh, you get be, into a shouting match. I'm a... I'm a <laughs> A loyal man to my Packers, my Bucks, Brewers, and Canes. Man. If my team isn't in the playoffs, I pick new teams to root for. I'll watch the playoffs, but yeah. I don't root for any of them. Yeah, well, I didn't. I can't root for my NL East teams. I said that. That's true. You did say that. I did say that, and that's the teams I hate the mm -hmm. most. I don't hate the rest. I don't see. The I think I did see him wearing a Red Sox something one day, though. I will literally that, shoot. I you. came in here. I will kill you. I saw something upstairs. I don't know. No, that was a Brooklyn Dodgers cap. No, I think I saw a B. It had to have been definitely. It was possible. a. Brooklyn Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson. Okay, so that's another team we have to worry about now is the Do Brooklyn Dodgers. Yankees were around then. You know what? <laughs> All right, speaking of Husson's 13th love, the okay. Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. Hey, I was right about them, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you were. Uh, they're 2-0 looking for the sweep. I was right about yeah. them, too. I even said it, but I think that was out of hatred. Yeah, that, that was more <laughs> yeah. out of hatred. You didn't know anything about baseball. Listen, I am a sports guru. I am never wrong. You're wrong all the time. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, to go into this one, Kershaw. Kershaw, Kershaw. This guy's a first bat hall of fame, no doubt. He is one of the best regular season pitchers we'll ever see in our life. He is that good. Yet in the postseason, he shrivels up to like, I don't even know what. First game, he didn't even get one out. Yeah, can you, uh, real qu quick question regarding Clayton Kershaw's first yeah. game too. What exactly is .1 innings pitched? <laughs> that means he only got one out. He had six hits, six, six errors, runs. and six one Six runs, walk. six hits, and one walk, and one third of an inning. Oh, yeah. 
he was knocked out after one. And they were in an early hole of uh, six nothing. I think they won that game nine to two or something like 11 that. Eleven to two. Eleven to two. Yeah. I mean, Dodgers were hitting well because they still got five runs on the rest of the pitching staff. Not the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, yes. Mm-hmm. I was about to say the Dodgers didn't get anything until late. Yeah, JD Martinez two runs. Yeah. But yeah, Kershaw, man, he has had this name of him not being a good postseason pitcher for since he's been in. The, and I don't know what it is. Something just happens when he gets to October that he just shrivels up and he sucks. And I think he's still a first bout Hall of Fame. But if you're in the postseason. I'm taking Madison Bumgarner, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. And I'm going to go back, back in the days to Pedro Martin, uh, Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens. Oh, I just had to ask. <laughs> he's not even in the conversation with the guys I just mentioned. Uh, I mean, listen, he's a those good guys pitcher. are Hall he's, of Fame he's a good pitcher. He's a good pitcher, but you know, I'm just wondering if you would take like someone that's not a Hall of Fame pitcher, but that's good even, and performs. I would take well Nate Evaldi. Nate Evaldi is another guy I would take over is him. Is Evaldi going to be in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. So you take Evaldi. Right. You wouldn't take Woodruff over Kershaw in the playoffs? Actually, I might take Woodruff just because yeah, of how bad Kershaw fair. is. Yeah, I was going to say, I just want to like list some yeah. good pitching names. Um, and yeah, compared to him. There's the a playoffs. lot of other pitchers I would take over him. Scherzer's another one. Well, he's all Steven Strasburg. Is he, he a Well, unfortunately, he just had his baseball career end. He had nerve damage. Started right with at, an injury. Well, he won the World Series, won the World Series MVP for them, and got a huge six-year, $180 million contract for them. Yeah. Totally worth it. And he never pitched. Found out he had nerve damage. I think he said he finally got fun. That's good. He was at one point he couldn't even hold a base. So it really sucked. But yeah, to go back to Kershaw, I, I there's going to be a huge debate when he finally retires. Because his numbers are all-time Dodgers, mm. leading in everything. But if you compare him to other great Dodgers pitchers like Oral Hershiser, right in the postseason, because Oral actually brought the Dodgers back to a World Series. And he didn't even pitch that good. It's just, I don't even know what to say about it at this point. It's just part of his career and his legacy now. And anytime he goes out there, I think it just stays that when's, it, when's the ceiling going. Yeah. And then on the other side, the Dimebacks still had to show up. And they showed up big time. Tommy Fan went four for five with a home run. Corbin Carroll continues his great playoff career, early playoff career, going two for five with a home. And then Merrill Kelly did a great job shutting down this Dodgers lineup. If you would have told me the Dodgers would only have a couple hits, I would have been shocked. You're talking about a team that has Will Smith. The actor. Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, the actor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, all these all-star hitters. And you could only get three hits on them? That's amazing from the defense. And then they took that into game two and won another game behind their ace, Zach Allen, who didn't have a great game. I mean, he only went five and a third innings, gave up two runs, two walks, four Ks. But I mean, the, what's but it he, the rest of the pitching did well for the rest Oh, yeah, of yeah, the rest of the pitching did well. great. Yeah, and he had a bend-don't-break attitude, and that's what you want from start in the postseason. <laughs> Well, you, at least if they're not your ace. Yes. Your ace has to go to at least six innings, seven innings in my book. Yeah. I don't care who they are in the playoffs. They got to go that much if they're your bona fide. And Gallon is their ace, but he's not at the same level as other pitchers since this is his first playoff career season. Yeah. So I think that definitely says something. And the fact that, you know, the Diamondbacks are playing with house money. They're playing with house money this year. They've got not a care in the world. It's so easy for them. Like, if they don't win, I don't I think it's going to hurt them, but... They're going to have the confidence that, man, we made it all the way to, like, game three or game four of the NLDS. Oh, yeah. We tasted this. We want it back next year. Well, the other thing is, too, the Dodgers have started with the same issue both games. The person who's starting for them just seems to struggle. Early on, Bobby Miller, four hits. And he's a rookie one pitcher. And one and one-third innings, three earned runs, two wall strikes. They really do seem to be struggling. I think they know how they can fix their issue for game three is pitching well from the start of the game. Yeah, and I think we mentioned this early on, not in this episode, but probably the last couple episodes did our baseball episode, yeah. started baseball. When I said that this Dodgers team in general was not one of the better pitch known from the Dodgers. I think in MLB ranks, they might have been a lower half of the top pitch in terms of and that's not what we're used to from the Dodgers because usually they are in the top five, top yeah. three, sometimes the best. Right. 
that's how they made their money. And just another fact from this Dodgers lineup we talked about, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman have went one for one in last game in one of their two games. Yeah. That's not good. No. <laughs> Those are two MVP caliber players, and they had MVP caliber season, and they're the table setters. They're the one and two hitters. It will be interesting to see if the Dodgers actually change up their lineup a little bit going to game three. Uh, maybe move some pieces around. I'm not sure. They got to do something if they want to. They got to spark be somewhere. In the yeah. Next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, especially since it's going to be in Arizona, and that's the fun. To yeah. Play. That'll be a game to see because you know they're going to be raucous and happy. This is a team that hasn't seen the postseason success a lot in their franchise. Yeah. So it's going to be great for them. And then to talk about Game Three, that's going to be tomorrow. Lance Lynn will be starting for the Dodgers, oh. and this was their big trade addition. This is the guy that they got to kind of help their pitching staff up because they had so many issues and. His season combined was 13-11 with a 5.73 ERA. I actually didn't look up the numbers from when he was with the Dodgers. I'm hoping they're a little bit better than that. Uh-huh. But the biggest issue with him is that he gave up the most home runs in MLB with 40. Oh, boy. Yeah, it could be a little bit of a light show. But Lance Lynn is a trusted veteran pitcher. I mean, he knows how to pitch. The one sh shock me is if he goes out there and gives him five salt. It looks like it has been a little better. You know, there's some games where he's pitching five, six, seven innings. That's actually pretty good. With, he, had a, he's had, he had a little string of games in August where he was only having about between anywhere between a 1.5 and a 2.8 ERA. That's really good. Yeah, so he turned it around. September, it's back up to mid to high four. Ooh. Yeah. And I mean, the innings are still up there, but uh, yeah. I, I, if I'm the Dodgers, banking on my hitters showing up. Gun depends on who the D backs have starting well, at pitching as well. They got Brandon Pavu. I know I butchered that, but he's Fad? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know if the P is silent or the F is silent, but this is his second postseason start, and I think they said he might not get any more than 18 batters or four innings because of the fact that he isn't a great pitcher. His numbers aren't. Oh, really? Yeah, he. One of game he won him one of the wild card games. I think he had like a five ERA and he was three and eight for the Diamondbacks somewhere in that. Well, that's not very good. <laughs> no, it's not. So yeah, three and nine. Three and nine. His error is similar to uh, right oh, now, right 5. In the five point seven two. Okay. Yeah, pretty high. Yeah, so I think they're gonna probably make him almost like a mini starter or starter s kind of thing where he goes a couple innings and yeah. then they kind of give it the bullpen. But the fact that they're two and zero, oh, it does give them a little bit of a leeway. So if they do lose this game, it would make it a little interesting. But I, I want to say I think if the Dodgers are gonna win a game, it's gonna right. And it, I, but I think the Diamondbacks. Which is shocking. Well, not to me. I well, picked yeah, them early. Well, yeah, you called it. Yeah, you called it. I, I called it too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Gee, totally you just rode my coattails in that one. Hey, no, I go back and listen to that episode, and I yeah. said it without your influence. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I did. I okay. did. I uh, think yeah. I said it before you. I, just, I was going back and forth in that one until yeah. I finally made the decision. I said, you know, the Dodgers pitching sucks. Yeah, the main difference was I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And I was so confident yeah. when I said it, too. <laughs> After I said it, because no, I said it. I said, said it I before you did. All right, whatever. But no, you were you made sense of it. I mean, you yeah. called it knowing like everything that was going on. It was a good call. Mm -hmm. It's too bad you did. I know. Be upset about that. So, uh, At least I have proof of this podcast. I had made the right picks. No one can take that I, away from me. I'll delete it. I'll delete the evidence. Damn you. <laughs> it's but all right. Outside of this, the ALCS and the NLCS will probably start next week. I'm well. It's going to be Rangers Astros. I think. On the ALCS side, NLCS, D-backs versus D-backs, Braves. I, dude, if I'm being honest, 
I Again, don't, I know I've yeah. just exposed myself as someone who's not as knowledgeable in baseball as you. I'm going to pick the Phillies right now. That's fair. I mean, it's they're a flip of the one. coin because they're so evenly matched this year. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if the Phillies beat the Braves. I'm going to say that, but for baseball. I'm going to take the Braves just because of who they have right now. Yeah. It's hard to say that they're not. True. No, there's something about the Phillies that they just play. Oh, yeah. it's, it's Philly sports. They're yeah. playing so freaking gritty. Yep. And they really could have taken that game, too. In Atlanta? If they took game two, then I would have said that. That's fair. Yeah. And this might go the distance. I think it's going to go the distance because they, they're going to... Sooner or later, some of those Braves bats are going to wake up. Same thing with the Dodgers. Yeah. It just has to. Sooner or later, they're going to play on the back of their baseball cards. Well, they need to. Yep. And luckily, they're not down 2 nothing. No, that does help. They, they're coming off a win. Yep. But they're going to a rowdy Philadelphia fan base. Where Philly, kind of unbeatable in the playoffs. They are. That Philly years ago. 20, 2008, they made they won the World Series against the Rays. In 2009, they make it back. But the Los- they lost. They did make yep. it back to back. And then 2010, that's when they added Cliff Lee. I Cliff Lee with Roy Halladay. Everyone, and they lost in the first. Yeah, and also, just to note something else about the Dodgers. You would think that a team that has won as many games as the Dodgers <coughs> would have consecutively made the uh, World Series. Yeah. But let's put these numbers out here. Take away the 2020 <laughs> season, the COVID year when they only played 60 games and yeah. they won the World Series. Outside of that, <coughs> in 2019, they won 106 games. 2021, they won 106. 2022, they won 111 games. Good Lord. In 2023, they won 100. You know what's shocking and all that? They only made one World Series. They made zero they World made Series zero? appearances. Uh, I thought they beat the Brewers nope. to make it there once. Three out of four, they didn't make it out of the NL. And then the only time they did make it out was 2021 where they lost the World Series. Yep. That's so cool. it does. I mean, it's amazing that they keep making the playoffs with these absurdly win- yeah. wins and everything. But when they make the playoffs, it's not very good. Think of a couple NFL. Oh yeah. One oh, of them's yeah. Mon- the other one's the Bills. Yeah. Don't worry, Bills fans. The other, I said the other one was my team. <laughs> I Steelers are up there pain. too. We've lost a lot of playoff games over the years. Yeah, but you guys have made the Super Bowl a couple of times, and you had to deal with Brady and man. We lose Brady. But uh, get back to baseball. Oh yeah. I think my World Series winner. Well, I'm not going to give my World Series updated picks, but I think it's still the Braves right now. Fair. But once I get into ALCS and NLCS, give the pitching matchup. I'll give a better thing, but my bracket's still up. Fair. You're not changing anything? Well, I won't change anything. I'll keep my bracket picks as they are. I, I think you should stick I'm with I'm keeping it. my bracket picks as they are, but I meant based on what's going on now, I'll give my predictions on who I... I'll say like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been some great baseball games, honestly. The fact that, you know, we're not surprised the Astros made it. They, you know, they're the Astros. They've made the playoffs five, six years in a row. They're about to make their third straight ALCS appearance. It's going to be the Battle of Texas with hopefully them and the Rangers. That's going to be great to watch. I think that's yeah. that's something I might actually tune in for mm-hmm. a game. Maybe a couple games. of innings. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the great thing to go to a bar and watch that. Oh, 100%. So, Austin, you want to take us out? Sure. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. As always, if you haven't done so yet, rate the podcast five stars on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcast. It doesn't matter where you're listening to. Uh, give us a listen on past episodes, whether you're an NFL fan. We just put a hockey episode out as well. And then, obviously, we're going to be talking about the MLB playoffs throughout. And you're going to hear another episode next week, probably with the uh, conference championship games yep. going on. And I'll also give my predictions for MLB and Cy Young Awards oh, yeah. next week as well. Yeah, Huston's going to be sitting here talking more about baseball uh, as the season Damn goes straight. on. Damn straight. Yeah, because he loves it way too much. And we'll hear more about his eight different teams that he likes to root for. Screw you. And the 379 baseball players he hates because they played for the Yankees and no one is good. But thanks again. Now I know. <laughs> you feel like, yeah, I can't say shit about that. Hey, some people can't hack it in New York. Listen, I just don't ever want to go there if I was an athlete. 
But anyway, thanks again, guys, uh, and stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to be bringing up uh, week six, or sorry, week five of the NFL season. So stay tuned for that, and we appreciate you. Have a good one. Thanks again.